0: Five four three two one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about direct mail today and print. So hang with me till the end. This is going to be good. I think it's going to be really worthwhile. Uh, I've got a really powerful article at the end um, by Deborah Korn, and uh, it's really, really well done. But anyway, let's get over to the fun. Here's something Elon Musk tweeted the other day. It says, Hey, this says hey artificial intelligence why do you always wear that mask and so this person's talking to this person over here and uh it says machine learning and they have a mask there's strings over there and so the person reaches over and flips up the mask and underneath it says statistics and then the person says let's just keep that on Okay, and if you've followed me for any length of time, you know that artificial intelligence is a term, a generic term that goes back to the 1950s when we started playing around with calculating machines. And uh, you know, there was speculation someday machines would be able to think intelligently. There, there doesn't seem to be any real uh, step, any real step on the horizon, but, uh, but. <laughs> But there we go. And uh and so the bottom line is that the algorithms that Google uses, you know, I, I watched one of the top data scientists at Google on in a talk just a couple of years ago saying the same thing. That the algorithms are are from the fifties and the only difference really is that we have more data and better data sets. And um But but this is the public, public relations. You know, yesterday I talked about how people were moving their money from the metaverse into AI, you know, and somehow they believe that AI is going to make the decisions. You know, I've been building models, thousands and thousands of models in direct mail where we could really see how it worked in the real world and made millions of dollars and almost none of my clients wanted to understand how it worked at all. It was very simple. I showed Dick Cabela how it worked. And I don't think he had a college degree. I don't know. Um, but his staff said, don't show him statistics. He hates computers. Don't show him a computer. In fact, when we were presenting to Cabela's, they said, put your computer away. Quit using it in the presentation. And I said, I'm only using it as a slide projector. And they said, "You want to get do you want to cl- get our account or not? Put the computer away and just talk to Dick. Okay. <laughs> and we got it. And, you know. And when I showed them the way it worked and how the numbers worked, it was, yep, that's what fishermen are like. Okay, so you can't understand it. And if you can't understand it, and this is the biggest scam going now, is that the data scientists will come in and tell you, oh, we have neural net algorithmic, you know, fractal uh, programming built for NASA and blah, 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 blah. And it decides who your best customers are. Don't believe it. Don't believe it for a second, you know miles Kimball did a well their new their new name but we'll call them that they let Google do a, a big study and start placing ads for them digital ads trying to get away from the catalog and uh, apparently they got a re- full refund because Google had no interest in knowing what actually they, they thought about who their customers were they they did it on their own and it was a complete failure and the, and the reason is is that Machines don't have intelligence. They don't know the difference between a a, a highly correlated variable that's complete nonsense and a powerful causal variable. The data doesn't tell them the difference. It doesn't tell them that this can't possibly make any sense. And about 90% of what I did in modeling was throw out variables that just didn't make any sense. And I couldn't think of a way, I couldn't think of a story to tell. And Professor Lemmer at uh, UCLA And I chatted one time about his book and about what I did because one of my clients said I violated every principle of statistical analysis that they'd ever learned. And he said, you don't violate statistics, you elevate them. You take them to the next level where they have to be meaningful. Statistics on their own aren't meaningful. And until they are, you don't get to theory and you don't get to predict the future. And that's the way it is. Okay, I'm going to finish up my series that I did with Neil Patel's article from about a year and a half ago. Direct Mail, 13 Reasons Why It Isn't Dead, and this is number 13. Direct Mail is memorable. Okay, memorable. We're bombarded by advertisements, but direct mail stands out. Maybe you receive a box, and this he told this story above in the article, inside your door that reads, breaking into your house is easy. They actually had door-to-door delivery on these mailing pieces, and they slid them under the door, and then they'd pop open, and it said, breaking into your house is easy, (laughs) and it was to sell security systems. Now, there's a creative mailer, or a funny mailer from KitKat, again, also mentioned above, that says your candy bar was too chunky to arrive at your home. And you went to a store and then they gave you, you didn't go to the post office, They went to the, you went to a store and they gave you a, a free sample um, of a Kit Kat bar or something like that, or a 50 cents off or something. Your audience won't quickly forget the message that you sent, okay? this is This is the facts, okay? This is what all the studies show. In short, studies show that responses to direct mail are increasing, not decreasing, and they're even higher among... The Gen Xers and Gen Zs and whatever else the next things are. Uh, Gen Zeros, whatever. The young people are even more thrilled to get direct mail than, than us old boomers. The conclusion, expansion of direct marketing has not only enhanced the return on investment that has, has only enhanced, the expansion of digital marketing has enhanced the return on investment for direct mail because it's different. Okay, it's easy to track. It's becoming less common. There's less noise. You can capture the undivided attention of your customers with its romantic appeal. Uh, It increases your brand awareness even if the first letter is unsuccessful. And this is a really important part. So to sum up my points about direct mail, which I have never heard anyone else say, steal this and give me credit. With direct mail, you know who's getting mail. So you know both who responds and who doesn't respond. But you have engagement because we know it gets delivered. We also know that it gets looked at by a decision maker who must engage and make a decision. Either to throw it away, to set it aside, or to buy. And that level of engagement does not exist in digital. Digital throws itself away you ignore it it's gone direct mail forces engagement forces a decision even if they don't buy and that gives us the foundation for machine learning because we know the difference between a known audience some of who respond and some of who don't and you don't have that with any other medium in the world and that's why not only should direct marketing and direct mail be added to your marketing mix as Neil Patel says because it's different it's it's more different than you know so complementing your digital marketing strategy with direct mail I say it's so different it can be the foundation of your market research every brand should be doing mail as market research and if you don't know how to do that get in touch with me give me a call John at wdma.org. You can get to me. You know I write back. If you hit me up on LinkedIn, that's the easy place to do it. And you can go to wdma.org on LinkedIn. We have a group, and you can write me there. Easy to find. Okay, so here is a powerful article by Deborah Korn. Reality Check, the Perception of Printing. And she talks about how she listens to a wide range of podcasts, I think I listen to a wide range of I like videos but anyway uh so they she, she was just listening to infotainment you know just people talking about stuff and the topic of sending personal postcards came up the host and her guest were contemplating whether people sent them okay does anybody send postcards anymore or we might extrapolate to post anymore where does one get the special stamp? What about writing with a pen in the tiny, tiny allocated space? True. And the required trip to the mailbox or post office to send it. Well, you can double duty that one. If you go to the post office, they'll put a stamp on it for you for just a very, very small fee. It would take a lot of work to write and mail a postcard. It wasn't worth it. Okay. Okay. And I started thinking about that. I started thinking about mail as memorable. And I thought about the, the, the letters we used to get from our distant relatives in Austria, airmail. And And not only were they on super thin paper, but they were written in a very beautiful and fine script, not only this way, but then they turned the, 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 the paper this way. And you could actually read, and they could put double, and they wrote on both sides, both directions, to get to maximize their postal investment, I'll never forget that. And they told us, "Thank you for the the stuff we sent." They were hit really, really hard after World War II. Literally starvation uh, in southern Austria. And um, and when we finally visited them in in 1971, and and they were still wearing some of our clothes, which we thought was cool. Anyway, but the point is, I'll never forget that. I'll remember that. I remember the letters that I'd get from my grandmother in college and she'd send me a card and there would be a dollar in there. And she'd say, buy yourself a pitcher of beer. And I didn't have the heart to tell her that that might buy one beer at the time. (laughs) You know, thanks grandma. And, uh, she even sent me a, a, uh, she sent me a tin of, of, of cookie crumbs. (laughs) People say, well, those weren't, she sent them cookies. Yeah, well, they were cookie crumbs when I got them. (laughs) And, uh, And what what is the return on investment on what is the return on investment? Because it says it didn't provide with all the work involved, it didn't provide enough return on investment for the effort. You know, when when I was dating my wife, she lived in Chicago and it was still long distance phone to call Chicago and it was, you know, a dollar a minute or something. It was fairly expensive. Um, And uh, so we wrote letters back and forth. And when we got married, she was a little disappointed and shocked that I wasn't like the person that wrote the letters. You know, I was thoughtful and and, and expressed my emotions in the letters, which I didn't do in the regular real world. You know, I was in love, right? And she still has the letters. And she said uh, it took her a while to understand that I was still that person. It's just that in the letters, you know, she said, I fell in love with the person that that wrote those letters. And I couldn't find him (laughs) after after we got married. How about that return on investment? 40 years of marriage bliss. 40 years. That's a pretty good return on investment, I'd say. And I remember lots and lots of letters. And here's the funniest part. You know, I said, well, that was the old days. That's the boomer days. Okay, well, I looked on my table that I work at at home, uh, in my home office, and at the very top of the pile, I noticed this, and here it is. That's a birthday card. Sometimes they have the dates on them. But anyway, I think it's from this past February. And this uh, it says, God knew the world needed a few more smiles, a little more joy, and a lot more love. And that's from my friend Patty, friend of more than 40 years, celebrating your birthday Little a handwritten note. My kids do get me cards, uh, but usually we get together, you know, for birthdays, and we get together for Father's Day. So I'm expecting some funny cards. But Patty's like the only friend in the world that still sends me cards. How's that for memorable? I will never forget Patty, and and I didn't have to even search. All I did was start thinking about memorable people and memorable cards, and it was right there on my desk, on the top of everything. Right on the top. What's the return on investment on that? Okay. But these Gen Xers, they didn't care about any of the warm, fuzzy points we extrapolate from industry research, like I just gave you before. Right? It was all about them, not about the recipient and the feelings about receiving a handwritten postcard in the mail versus an email or text or tag on social media. There's a growing disconnect between our industry and the world. It's with all of the reality... Is perception and the growing perception is that mail is old. Now, I would say valuable, I would say treasurable. I said old, not over, not ineffective. And uh, Donnie Deutsch said that the Eiffel Tower is just a lamppost with great PR. Well, it's in a nice context, too. You know, the big park around it and all that. It's very, very beautiful. Um, it's a nice neighborhood where they put it. So we think printing is innovative, but we have the worst PR. You know, and, you know, when I started in direct mail, there was the direct mail marketing association. And the conferences had 15,000 people attend. And uh, we called it the heyday. But I think now is the heyday. But then it became the direct marketing association. And then it became the data and marketing Association we had we had we had magazines we had target marketing we had we had a half a dozen magazines for direct mail DM news which could have been direct mail but but anyway direct mail morphed into marketing and because the definition was so vacuous which I've argued for before everyone does direct marketing now everyone everyone measures Not many tests, and almost nobody knows who actually sees their ad, if anyone, if it's not a bunch of bots like we talked about yesterday. I encourage you to go back to yesterday's show. It's worth a watch. It was a powerful show. Okay? So we let others tell our story to define the value of print in a digital world and make false and misleading claims about tree killing and the debate whether printed materials have a sustainable strategy based on Paper, substrate, the kind of ink you use, and all the rest of it. Paper is the most recycled material in the world, by the way. Okay, tell them that. And you can ask Steve Falk about that. (laughs) Steve Falk. He knows all about that that process, right? You may wonder who on earth is still sending postcards. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the, the economics of mail versus Google. We're going to go right into the teeth of it. All right, and I have a great summary article. But anyway, um, so deborahs uh, I don't know if she's heading off or in charge of this, but a new PR campaign that starts with you. And it, she has m- several tips. I encourage you to go to WDMA and subscribe about how to open your doors to the story of print and change the perception. But I'd also like to encourage you to support this channel. Support this page, support this show every every day. Every day we talk about direct mail and direct marketing and how it works together to make millions of dollars for people and how there's nothing left, there's nothing else. There's no other show that I've found that talks about this with this level of content every day, nothing in the world. So if you're a printer and you wonder why your clients aren't hearing about it, I encourage you to sponsor this. I'll put your print company down at the bottom of my slide every day, and we'll talk about you, and we'll talk about print, and case studies, and data, and all the reasons why print is the most powerful medium in the world. I talk about that every day. Take any random, go go to YouTube, take any random show that I've done, and there'll be print in it. You bet there will. Yeah some days i only talk about how dumb digital is but <laughs> as an alternative so i'm looking for sponsors i put a lot of work into this i've been doing it for almost 5 years now and it needs a bigger voice it needs some it needs some sponsors and i am really really hoping that we get some of the big printers and usps and some of the people that have, that <laughs> are billions into print and And I don't hear from. So if you have connections or if you'd like to, and you know, just reach out to me and we'll talk about it. I get about, even without any help, I average about 400 impressions a day. Yesterday's was about 500. So it was really good. Okay. So I'm looking for that. I'm negotiable. We got five slots every week. Have a great day. Like and share. Get over to WDMA.org. There's a link at the bottom of every show. You click it. And you can get right to the DMA, WDMA, and you can you can join, okay? Support our efforts, and uh, let's turn the W, the Wisconsin DMA, into the World Direct Mail Association, or at least direct marketing. Have a great day. Bye bye.